Everybody, welcome back to take three. I did the first one that went for 10 minutes and it cut out. I did take two that went for 30 minutes and it cut out. This is take three. So excuse me if I do sound a little uh, short on this one. So, and I don't mean short as in like, hey everybody, let's listen to these ones. Short as in, holy fuck, I've talked about this thing twice now and this is gonna be the third. So um, probably straight to the point. However, I do wanna open up this one that is going to be about brain pattern recognition software your pattern recognition software. It's a fucking mouthful to say. Um, I do want to start with the opening of chapter one of my book. And the reason that I want to do that is because A, it's there and that's going to spark some conversation for me. Um, it's also going to give you a chance to look into what the book actually is, but it's just so spot on that I was like, oh, I should do a podcast about this. And then when I was doing, coming up with like talking points, I was like, why don't I just start with this? because then everything will come flooding back to me, which it has. Um, so yeah, the first thing that I want to let you know, um, this is about things that you've done in the past and challenging your belief systems and really getting into why you think the way that you think. So I'm just going to start with this little bit of the book. If you do want to support the book, obviously you can go through the link in bio and you can click on Patreon. It's about 11 Australian dollars a month. It's absolutely fuck all. All of the proceeds for that, I don't take any profit or income or anything from that. All of that stays there until I need editors, publishing, and all of that. And you also get early access to the book as it's getting released. Uh, Sky and Ali, they are the two patrons we have at the moment. Thank you so much for supporting. Um, yeah, they're helping pay for the software that I'm actually using to write the book on. So that's, that's actually pretty cool. It's wild that this is actually happening. So um, yeah, and they're having a direct impact on how the book sounds is this good? Is this bad? Let me, give me some feedback. This is all the first draft. So if you want to be a part of that, I would absolutely welcome it because as I found out, uh, editing and publishing, <laughs> oh, gonna be fucking expensive. So this may be a, depending on how many supporters we get, this may be a, a very, very long-term project while we save up some money to maybe even just print a copy of it and then sell that. Who the fuck knows? Anyway, let's get into the podcast. Should is an incredibly powerful word that holds your brain hostage. Whenever you try to take a rest, take a break, or do something that brings you joy, your brain always skips to, should you really be eating that? Should you really be doing that? You should probably go to the gym instead. It never leaves you alone and you can't be alone with your thoughts because you get flooded with guilt and judgment because of the should script, as I call it. It comes out to play. When it becomes too much, and, oh my god, when it becomes too much and you want to silence the guilt-tripping voice in your head, you lean into defiance mode. Someone tells you to do something, you don't do it. Or, you do the opposite. Sound familiar? Unfortunately, some of you get so caught in oppositional defiance mode that you forget the person you're actually hurting is yourself. I keep losing my track on the goddamn page. Uh, Self-sabotage has entered the chat. This is where the questions begin to spiral. Oh my God, why am I like this? Why can't I do this? Why can't I just stick to something? This is incredibly normal. It's not just you that's feeling this way. It's every single one of my unfuck yourself clients. I tell them the same thing I'm about to tell you here. This is normal. This isn't you. It's just your brain's pattern recognition software. I know it sounds odd. How can your brain be running a pattern recognition on something that you should do? Surely in this case, it would be something more like low self-confidence, being overwhelmed or unrelenting high standards. Yeah, it could be any or all of those things, and from what I've found in the past, they're usually involved in some capacity. But the most common thing is pattern recognition and repeating processes. 
The simplest way I can help you understand my perspective is by asking yourself these why questions. Why do I believe this should script? Why do I believe I should be doing everything? Why do I believe I should be at the gym every day? Why do I believe I can't eat certain foods? Why do I believe I can only have one quote unquote cheat meal per week? If you answered, I don't know, dig deeper and do your best to be vulnerable with yourself. Most people instantly resort to, I don't know, when they have a sense that the answer is going to be ugly and uncomfortable to face. Fuck that. I want you to understand and be aware of where your root cause issues lie. Awareness is the first step. Working through them comes later. I'm not going to do what most mindset coaches do and make you aware of the problem and then just leave you sitting in them. I'm going to give you actionable homework tasks. Uh, this bit doesn't really apply. Um, I'm going to give you actionable homework tasks. The thing that sucks with my coaching in this case is it's in book form. You'll get help at the speed that you can read instead of being face-to-face, -face, but hey, progress is progress. All right. Once you've got an answer to the above questions, or even if you're completely stumped, let's move to the next question that will help you unlock the next part of your brain. Where do those beliefs come from? How did I start believing them? I'll give you a hint in the form of a question. What have you always done in the past to lose weight and improve your health? Most likely the exact same thing with different marketing done for you programs. That's the first little bit. That's the first 400 words of like 2,700 that are on there. I do have to go through and proofread and all that shit, but it's more about just getting it on the page. Anyway, things you've done in the past done for you programs. Done for you programs are things where you don't have to think. This is off the book now. Where you don't have to think. You just show up, do that, and that's it. You lose weight. Think about meal plans, templated meal plans, 1,200, 1,500, and because they got a lot of shit in recent years, they've now expanded to 1,800 calories. Ooh. But they're all templated. It's basically, here's your shopping list, here's this. If you're a woman between this height and this weight, you should be doing this much. And that's basically it for the nutrition. It's go do these things. In terms of the workouts, it's basically, hey, hit 10,000 steps per day. You also have unlimited hit classes or you get X amount of PT sessions or this, that. You have a program to follow. It's all done for you. And I, from a business perspective, I 100% get that. It's very easy. We just finished our eight-week challenge and giving them the same workout of like home workouts or gym workouts in order to do that at a personalized level to say, hey, what injuries do you have and this and that and how can I personalize that for you? If I was doing that, it would take me, on a good day, it would take me about 90 minutes to make that for everyone from scratch. And if there's 40 people the way that they came in for the last challenge, um, we're hoping to replicate that. That would be a lot of time, particularly for something that is so cheap and super affordable. It doesn't make sense to give away everything that we would give to our one-on-one -on -one clients who are paying a decent amount of money to be able to get access to everything being personalized weekly. Business perspective, business perspective, Jesus Christ. I completely understand it. It's a lot easier. Then obviously from our challenge that we've done, it's let us know if there's any issues. We can answer that on the call. We can swap things out. We can personalize it through a message. We can do all that stuff. Please let us know because we will respond and actually change things for you. That's what we want. Super easy. All of those things though, typically done for like the previous uh, programs that you've done in the past are done for you. You don't have to think. You can just show up, lose weight, and then you're done. And the most common thing that happens from that is it's a crash diet. You lose all the weight, you put it all back on. Why did you put it all back on? Well, you didn't actually address the reason that you were overweight in the first place. Okay. Why were you overweight in the first place? Well, it could have been emotional eating. I don't know actually what to do. I can't do it myself. I need the accountability support. I don't know how to eat. I don't know how to meal prep. All the foods that they give me on a meal plan are typically like things that I wouldn't eat anyway, or they're over-restrictive and this and that. 
either way, that's why those programs are six to eight weeks. Sometimes you'll get a 12 week one in there, but they're short because that's typically the bandwidth that someone has mentally and emotionally and physically to be able to fucking just keep headbutting the wall to starve themselves to get that result. So then they can say, hey, if you're looking to lose 10 kilos in six weeks or eight weeks, sign on up because that's what we can do. And if it is a company that is all about weight loss, they want to focus. You have weight. We know how to lose it. We have the solution. That is it. They don't want to spend heaps of time showing you these are the habits, behaviors, thought patterns, all this shit. They just want to go, you want to lose weight. Boom. We have the answer for you. And it is this. Look how affordable it is because it's the same shit for everyone. They jump in. And what is the easiest way that you can guarantee weight loss? Like if I were a company that had no I'm just going to say no moral ethics or anything. And I was just like, if someone came in, I needed to guarantee their weight loss success. What would I do? I would over restrict them like all oh, fuck and keep it simple. I would say don't have breakfast and for lunch, have a protein shake instead or a meal replacement shake. Um, have a snack somewhere in there as well. Like after lunch, not before lunch, after lunch, have that because we need the amount of protein in there to be able to keep you full. So to get you through to dinner time. And when you get to dinner, just have a normal dinner. I've taken away two whole meals from them, kept it simple and just said, basically, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, I've basically come in and said, those two meals that you were having during the start of the day, don't have them, have a protein shake instead. And then also have the normal snack that you were having later in the day. Because by the time that they've then had their protein shake, they go, oh yeah, two hours later, I'm starting to get a little bit hungry again. I've eaten fuck all. Uh, I'm going to have a... Mars bar. Like, oh my God, that's 250 calories on a Mars bar. Wow. How are you eating a Mars bar and still losing weight? Well, yeah, it's just uh, this program that I'm doing. No, it's the fact that your lunch wasn't actually lunch and your breakfast is forbidden. And then when it gets to dinner time, most people don't have more than a thousand calories for dinner. So for that person, 1000 for dinner, 250 for a Mars bar, 250 for a protein shake, that person is having 1500 calories. And all I've said to do, have a protein shake for lunch and a and a normal snack, no more than 250 calories, and then happy dinner. I have just ensured that this person is going to be eating pretty much less than 1,500 calories per day. And it's super simple. How sustainable do you think that is? How long do you think you could sustain that for? How long could you hold on to that for? For most people, it's about six weeks, which is why the last two weeks of an eight-week challenge are usually uh, pretty shit, for lack of a better word. That's where people start to hit the wall and they go, whoo! Only two more weeks, got to push through. And then they get the big before and afters and they go, fuck yeah, it was all worth it. And then go back to doing exactly what they were doing. When it comes into the should script of, should I be eating this? I should be at the gym. I should be doing all these things. You guilt tripping yourself into taking action. That's all coming up from previous belief systems. Where did they come from? Why do I believe it? Those are the two questions that are going to get you to explore essentially the things that are holding you back, but also how do you change your life. Why do I believe this? And where did it come from? How did I acquire it? That's basically it. If, if I was ballsy, I'd end the podcast here and just be like, just fucking answer them and I'll see you in the next one. <laughs> but whenever something comes up, I'm trying to get comfy in my chair now. Whenever a thought comes up, it's not you. It's a previous belief system that's been put on you and you're holding onto it. You can let it go whenever you want to. Yes, there's going to be for more powerful ones that are more emotionally attached to you, yeah, you're probably going to have to do some work to be able to give yourself permission to let go of it. There's a lot of shit that my clients are dealing with on a daily basis 
that is shit from childhood. It's going to take, like, think about how long that has been reinforced to them, that this is the way that you think and you feel when this thing happens. When this trigger event happens, you feel like this and your body does this. It's going to take a lot. If that has been reinforced over 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and then I come in and say, hey, don't do that. They'll be like, fuck off. <laughs> I am still going to do that because that's just how I am. That's just who I am. I know where it comes from. I know all this stuff. That's just how I do. Like, yeah, but do you want to move through it? Do you want to keep believing those things? Do you want to keep acting like that? That's where we start asking the deeper questions and we start going through it. But when it comes to, I'm going to try and stay surface level for this bit and then we'll get deeper. When it comes to losing weight, it's more than likely going to be something that can just be surface level of like, okay, well, for example, the 99% thing that people say, I know what I need to do. I just don't do it. Okay. What do you know to do? Well, I got to go to the gym and I've got to eat right. What does that look like? Um, well, I'll do another meal plan. Um, I've always gotten a meal plan when I've done that. So I'm sure there's some on my hard drive somewhere or in my computer or somewhere I could access again. I'll do that. Um, then for workouts, um, probably the same thing. Cool. So you follow something. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Cool. So what you know that you need to do is follow a program. Yes. Okay. Cool. And then it comes down to, particularly if someone's going to be working with myself or Laura, it's going to be, uh, okay, why, why don't you just go do that? Because we can, we can give you a program and everything. It's going to be fucking expensive. And if you've already got one around, why don't you just do that? Oh, I like the accountability and the, and the support of, of doing those things. Okay, cool. Um, have those things worked in the past? Yeah, yeah, they've worked, they've worked pretty well. Cool. Why do we still need to lose weight? Uh, that's usually a, that's a hard hitting question that I very rarely bring up anymore. But when someone is just like, I know what I need to do. Just let me sign up. Tell me the price. And I'm like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> that's where I get into oppositional defiance. I'm like, okay. We like, I could just let you sign up, but if you're just going to focus on just weight loss, that's not what I want to coach you through. I want to coach you to actually have a better life. That's what I want to coach you through. And if you don't want to do that, if you just want to lose weight, don't sign up. There are going to be cheaper coaches that are just going to give you fucking toast and jam before, like as a pre-workout meal, have rice cakes and honey as dessert. Yeah. Fucking go and lose weight. But why are we here? Why are we on the phone? Why are you talking to me? That's where it gets into like, okay, whoa, shit. Okay. Uh, here are the things that I'm actually struggling with. That's a lot of fun. The things you've done in the past have helped you form this belief system that you have to do things in a certain way. You have to do a meal plan. You have to follow a program. You just have to do things like this. And I'm about to sound really far away as I open the door. Um, there we go. Doors open if you want. Um, opening the door for the doggos. But yeah, that's where they all come from, from shit that you've done in the past. This is how it is. And this is how it's going to be. And when you do something that is completely different, like my program, where it is challenging thought patterns and belief systems. Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be scary. I'm not here to tell you that it's going to be easy. It's, it's simple in principle, but it's very difficult. And putting in the hard work to be able to change your life is about questioning who you are, why you think, what you do, your habits, belief systems, thought patterns where they come from, actually bringing them into the spotlight so that you can analyze them. And if you don't like them, we can fuck them off and either put something else in there or just minimize everything back down to say, oh yeah, this is what I do and keep it simple. That's it. For example, 
there is a client that I'm working with and she over-restricted her calories for a few days in a row. And she was super anxious about telling me, she was actually worried about telling me that she had like over-restricted her calories or under-eaten. When she told me, I was like, cool. Like, why, why did it come up? Like, what happened there? Like, what was the reason for you over-restricting? What can we do about that in the future? If you ask any client that I'm working with, any past client, like, even if you're thinking about signing up and you're like, eh, I'm not sure if this guy's right. Oh, fucking, I will ask clients for you to be like, hey, do you mind if this person messages you? They're thinking about signing up and they have questions for you. I will put you in contact with clients and I can guarantee you that the coaching style that I have is going to be absolute fucking patience and then working with the lifestyle that you have, figuring out what works for you. And this client was very hesitant to tell me because previous coaches she had fucking berated her for it. Like, why would you do this thing that I told you not to do? And she was worried it was going to be like, okay, how many chances am I going to get before he like fires me as a client? And that wasn't it at all. It was like, okay, cool. Let's troubleshoot this together. What's going on? That was basically it. I have all the patience in the world for people. Itchy nose. I have all the patience in the world for people, as long as they're willing to work. And if they're willing to work, I'm going to be here for them every single step of the way. If they're not willing to work, then yeah, it's like, okay, I need to do a better job at figuring out how I can help them understand why working is important, but like putting in the work to change your life. That's what I'm getting at. But if that doesn't happen, then eventually it's just like, all right, what are we doing? Like we're 12 weeks in making up numbers. We're 12 weeks in and it doesn't feel like there's anything coming from like your end. Does it feel like there's anything coming from my end? Like, what am I doing wrong as a coach to do these things? And if they're like, ah, yeah, it's not really vibing. It's like, all right, let's cancel. Like, I don't want you to keep paying for something that you're not going to use anyway. And honestly, there's people out here that could actually, that want your spot. So yeah, if, if you are not using this, fantastic. Let's move on. Let's just call it what it is. Didn't work. I'm going to stop the payment plan or this or that or whatever. And we can just call it. And we can do that. I've had three clients in the past, I think, maybe two that have actually done that. I'm like, you know what? Uh, yeah, one of them actually finished their program, got to the end of the program and then asked for a full refund because they didn't actually follow the program and every call that they were on, they were lying to me. And they just said, everything's going well, the workouts are good. And I'm like, oh, I can't see that you're ticking them on my side. So like, how are you tracking all of them? Like, where should I put the numbers in? They go, oh, I don't like using the app. So I write it in a journal and then I tick it off as I go. So yeah, everything is going well. Keep it all up and uh, this and that and nutrition's going well. I'm just, I'm not a fan of putting it into the spreadsheet. So I do forget check-ins every now and then. They covered their tracks perfectly. At the end of the program, they were like, yeah, nah, it was really expensive and I didn't do it and I didn't find any value in it. I'm like, well, yeah, of course you didn't find value in it. You didn't fucking do it. So they were like, oh, can I have a refund? And I was like, no. That this is the one instance where I'm not going to give you a refund because you told me everything was going good. You were losing weight. Everything was amazing. And as far as I can see, you dominated the program. It's only now that you're saying that you didn't like the program. So I'm not sure which one to believe. Did you complete the program and do everything, but because of financial issues, now you want the money back because, and that is the only instance where I've had someone where I'm like, I'm not going to give you your money back because that seems shady as shit. Everyone else has either been like, which like the other two have been like, yeah, let's just stop it here. Or we've gotten X amount in. And then we've gone, yeah, you know what? We're actually, we're not as good a fit as we thought because there's just a lot of different uh, ideologies at work here. So I was like, I'm going to give you all your money back. 
let's just stop this and you can go find another coach. If you'd like me to recommend you, I can, but this isn't going to work. Everyone else has been fucking perfect, has absolutely dominated and kept going and changed their lives. <clears throat> Starting to lose my voice now. You'll get that when you do this for three fucking takes in a row. When you start doing something different, for example, my program, and you want to learn how to lose weight sustainably because you understand that every program, while it was completely shit, you learned something from it, it helped you lose weight. And that's the thing. I don't want you to completely outright just disregard every program you've ever done. You've more than likely learned something. People that come to me, they've, they know how to track calories. They know how to work out. They know how to do these things in varying degrees. And they've picked them up from programs along the way that have led them to here. And that is usually the, I know what I need to do. And then we come in and fix the, but I just don't do it. And we tie everything together to say, okay, program A, B, and C, that was amazing for the nutrition. Let's keep that, but focus on this as well. Here's this for the workouts from X, Y, Z, and everything just ties together really nicely. So things that you've learned in the past can be useful, but they can also hold you back. That's why I ask so many goddamn questions about why do you believe that? Where does that come from? Do you have a sense as to why that's happening? All of these questions, Laura and I are going to ask you so many goddamn questions before you even start working with us to be like, hey, can we actually help you? We don't want to take your money and get through that program and then go, oh yeah, we both hated that. That was terrible. That's, as I said, it's extremely rare that that even happens. But if we take your money and you don't get results, you're not going to refer us to anyone. You're not going to tell anyone about us. You could have by sharing something like when you dominate the program and then six months later, I get you on the podcast and you share it around. You're like, hey, people actually did this thing that I'm super proud of. You might have someone else that is in your Instagram stories. It's like, fuck yeah, if she can do it, I'm doing it. And there we go. We've now made more money. We've made double the money now because we did our job so well. But if we don't do that, that person doesn't get the help and we also don't get the money. So long-term, it makes sense to put you first and worry about you instead of the money because the money will come from taking care of you and doing our job so fucking well that you want to tell other people about it. That's our philosophy. That's why we ask so many questions to get an understanding of where you are, what you've done in the past and where you want to go so that we can actually say, hey, you know what? This program would be amazing for you. We've got some others that are coming out uh, next year and that's why it's going to be like, okay, which program is going to suit you best? Um, so that's going to be super fun. I, I can't say much more, but that they're going to be awesome. Uh, so yeah, when you feel like you have fucked up, when you feel like your brain is completely fighting you, for example, the most common one through the transformation program is why do I have to eat more calories in order to lose more weight? That goes against everything I've ever done. And when clients actually start seeing that they're eating more and they're sleeping better, performing at the gym, they're getting more steps, they're just feeling better overall. And then the weight loss starts happening. They go, fuck, how is this a thing? Could have been doing this the whole time. <laughs> Before we get to that part though, there is a massive resistance. Like, no, that goes against everything I've ever done. So I'm not going to do that. Thank you. But um, yeah, let me know. Let me know how many calories I'm on. Like I'm happy to do very low ones, uh, but high ones, no, they scare me. So I'm not going to do that. Thank you. That's where we ask the question, okay, what what's scary about them? Where's it coming from? And that client that I told you about earlier, she was on the low calories. I'm trying to give her more calories, but there's resistance there. Why is the resistance there? From a previous trainer that said all of these things about calories, nutrition, and her self-worth about that. And it was all super tied in. We came in, unpacked it, and now we've got her calories up and up and up and up, and they just keep going up and she keeps losing weight. 
it's challenging the belief system and the mental and emotional blocks that are actually holding you back. So logically, I know you know how to lose weight and you know how to lose weight. Cool. How do we make it so it's not a one or two month journey or a four to eight week journey for you of doing all of the things, burning out and feeling like shit and then doing none of the things? How do we turn that intensity down a little bit and ask the right questions to get you into a place of, well, if I want to lose weight, I have to go to the gym every single day. I have to be tracking all of my calories. I have to meal prep absolutely everything. How do we get you away from all of that? Why do you believe those things? Why do you believe that that is the only way for you to get results? Oh, uh, well, it's not the only way to get results, but it's just everything that that's what I've seen has worked in the past. Cool. Um, if I wanted to go for a gut punch, it could be cool. So why are we on the phone then? Like if all of that's worked in the past, what are we hoping to achieve working together? Like, oh fuck, um, I want to lose weight. Cool. So we're going to be expensive. If you just want to lose weight, why don't you go do another program, go do another thing and this and that? Oh, well, I actually want to keep it off this time. I actually want to feel better in my own body. It's like, fuck, there we go. That's the thing that we're after. Obviously mindset's our jam. We ask the right questions. Our job is to help you ask yourself the right questions along the way of losing result, of losing results, of losing weight, getting results and feeling amazing. That's ultimately what we want to be doing, teaching you to troubleshoot your own life. Asking the right questions is going to be super important, but recognizing that your brain is just a product of everything that you've ever learned. It doesn't mean that's who you are. It doesn't mean that's your identity. You don't identify as an 80 kilo person or a 120 kilo person. You identify as yourself. When it comes up, you give yourself labels of like, yeah, I am a fat person. I am an overweight person. I am low confidence. I am these things. I am these things. You may choose to give yourself that label and identify as them, but it doesn't change who you are. And when we get into the crux of who you are, what you want to be, how you want to show up and all of these things, all of a sudden, when you start feeling better, oh, I don't feel like that anymore. It turns out that wasn't me. That was just, that was the mask that was coming on. That was the symptom that was getting displayed because of these things that weren't addressed. You are in there somewhere, just lost in everything at the moment. So how do we simplify that and get it back? We ask the right questions. That's it. We challenge your belief systems and thought patterns. That's ultimately what we want to do. So when all of this comes up, Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. I know most weight loss companies are going to, they're not going to fucking tell you about what goes on in the program because why would they tell you something that's shit? They just want you to focus on, hey, you've got weight. We know how to lose it. Buy our solution. That's it. That's all they want you to do. And, you know, I am ultimately going to be saying that as well to be like, hey, we have this program that does all of these life-changing things. We've had clients lose weight and feel amazing and get better jobs and set more boundaries and get more time with their family back and all these cool things. Yeah, that's probably why people are going to sign up. But when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, what does the program actually entail? What do we actually have to do? It goes for six months. That is way more commitment than most people have done when it comes to losing weight in the past. The biggest commitment they would have signed up to, which is probably an 18-month gym membership, because it's like $18 a week or $12 a week or something like that. Very low commitment in terms of money. So it's like, oh, if I don't show up for that week, it's $13. Now, nah, who gives a fuck? I can, I can forego $13. And when it comes to the 18 months, they go, oh, well, at least I'll have heaps of time to use it. At the end of the 18 months, guess what? It rolls over. So that's why you keep getting stuck in not having a gym membership and not using it. Um, so that's super fun. The 
I forgot where I was. Where was I? Challenging belief systems. Oh yeah, six months. That is a big program. It is a big investment. And I can understand why that scares people because most people want to do the done for you programs, the things you've done in the past, the comfortable thing. Um, let me ask you this. With just, just a blank slate of a question. If you had jumped into, if you were standing at the end of a pier and you had jumped into mud a thousand times before, you're comfortable with it, you know how to clean yourself off afterwards, you know that it's going to be a soft landing, it's going to be muddy and this and that and whatever, you know exactly what that is. And then on the other side, fresh water. But I said, if you jump into that water, it's going to be the best thing you've ever done, but there is uh, there's something beneath the surface. Most people go, fuck, that sounded ominous. No, not doing it. Not doing it at all. And they'll jump into the mud because that is the familiar thing that they know what to do. The smarter people are going to say, what's beneath the surface? Oh, it's sand. Oh, cool. How far down is the sand? Uh, a couple meters. Oh, sweet. Well, I know how to swim. Sweet. I can do that. And then they jump into the water. Most people don't ask the questions. Most people just fucking stand there and they go, here are your two options. You jump into mud or you jump into water and there's something beneath the surface. And they go, ooh, I don't like that unknown, Travis. Thank you very much. I'm going to choose the mud. Cool. I didn't say you couldn't ask questions. I didn't do any of that. I just said, hey, here are your two options. What do you want to do? Hmm. Nobody explores anything anymore. And that's because of done for you programs where it's like, I have this question. Workouts. Okay, but what about nutrition? It's already done for you. Ah, oh, that's pretty simple. Yeah, cool. So it it just causes you to not think for yourself. And that's one of the biggest things I want you to do. Because when you do start thinking for yourself, those old school belief systems and thought patterns are going to come back in. Your brain is running that pattern recognition software to say, this isn't like before. Like you're resting now. That's no, we haven't done that ever before. You should be at the gym. You Should you really be eating that? When it comes to, hey, I want you to eat more, you can have takeaway. You can do all of the things that you've ever done ever, Dr. Zayas style. You can do all the things that you did before, but we're just downing the intensity of it. So instead of it being all or nothing, we're living in the middle, living in the gray area. We're just <clears throat> we're just moving a needle on a spectrum to just be like, hey, what, what is the healthiest choice you want to make today? This one, cool. What's the healthiest choice you think you can make uh, today? Like uh, probably down here, probably this one, about a 70. It's like, all right, cool. What can you do tomorrow? It's like, oh, that'll probably be 80. It's like, cool. It doesn't have to be perfect every single day. It just has to be the best with what you've got. That's all it is. I said on a client call today, they're struggling with having takeaway because I'm like, yeah, go for it. Like if you can fit it into your calories and macros, have it. Even if you go over a bit, it's totally fine. They're used to being berated for having takeaway. And it was the healthiest people that I know or that I've worked with in the past, they consistently have takeaway at least once a week because they know they have a lifestyle that is going to keep them healthy. They work out pretty often. They get their water. They eat high protein. 80, probably even 90% of what they do is the epitome of health in terms of being healthy. And the other 10%, they have fun. They drink, they have takeaway, they do things, they sit on the couch, they do fuck all. And they don't let themselves get emotionally spiraled by that because they know that they can fall back on their lifestyle and continue to see results or just continue to maintain and be happy. That's what we want, right? That's the Willy Wonka golden ticket right there. 
So, drink break. Mm. Thank you for joining me in that. So yeah, I want you to question things. Your brain is going to show you everything from your past. Based on the things that you have done in the past, it's going to try and predict the future. It's the same as anything. If you look at fucking stock trading, if you look at placing a bet on a sporting event, if you place it, it's like, oh, uh, I'm going to use the NFL because that's, that's what I know. So it's like, oh, Tyreek Hill, he had over 110 receiving yards in his past six games. So therefore, we're going to give you very low odds that he's going to do that again on his seventh uh, game. So uh, you should probably take that bet. And obviously there's hidden information in there to be like, oh, this team is actually the best against uh, Tyreek Hill. So it's probably not going to be as good. But based on past events, they're going to try and predict the future. That is just how the human brain works. That is what we are looking for. So when you do something that is different, e.g. you've done six, eight, 12 week programs, you've done keto, paleo, you've done intermittent fasting, you've done all the fucking diets under the sun. And then all of a sudden, and they've usually been the cheapest things that you can probably find, let's be honest. And then you come over to my program and it's, hey, it's six months of getting you to think about why you do what you do. And it's very expensive. You're going to be like, whoa, no, <laughs> fuck that. That is a lot. That is a big commitment. Uh, and I've never done anything like that before. And what you're saying directly opposes all of the shit that I've done in the past. For most people, that's a very good thing because what they've done in the past has been the, the cheapest, the shortest, the least commitment and the quickest results that they've gotten. And I come in and say, you're probably going to get slower results over a longer period of time and actually learn to keep them off because we're not going to do the shit you've done in the past. Your brain is naturally going to spark and be like, well, no, thank you. Uh, I'm just going to do another six week shred, lose as much weight as I can, but this time it's going to be different. Is it, how is it going to be different? Is it really going to be different? Come on, be honest with yourself. No, it's not. It's going to be the exact same fucking thing because you've done it for 10 years in a row now. So maybe cut the shit and be honest with yourself. Is this really going to change your life? Probably not. If you lose five kilos in six weeks, is that going to change your life? Is that going to give you a promotion at work? Is that going to take away? Well, maybe it can take away the knee pain. Who knows? But is it going to be a massive linchpin in your life? Is it going to be a massive catalyst for you being like, whoa, I'm a different person? Probably not. Probably not. And I can guarantee, I can almost guarantee that it's not going to be because what happens when you finish the six weeks? It's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. You're going to go back to doing the exact same shit you've done before, which led you to being overweight in the first place, which led to you uh, reaching out to lose weight as quickly as possible because, and then obviously that cycle starts. I don't need to tell you about your own life. You're in the cycle at the moment. So let's get the fuck out of it. So that's really the brain's pattern recognition software. Your thoughts are not yours. They have been put there by someone else, most likely an authority figure. And because we were usually younger or because we were either paying for them, we have held on to them. We just have them. But if instead of you being like, no, this is mine, you can't have this, and this is just what this is my defense mechanism, thank you very much. Let's open that up. Let's bring awareness to it. Is it actually serving you to think like that? And if not, instead of like one of the common questions I get, which is like, oh, my brain fucking hates me. How do I just how do I just be better? How do I just continue to do the things? Honestly, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know. You just do. Even when I was completely suicidal out of it and everything, for me, it was just something that I do. I didn't give a shit how I felt. I was just doing it because I knew that if I stayed in bed, nothing was going to change. 
I knew that if I'd kept playing video games every single day, nothing was going to change. I had to pull myself away, literally, fucking literally drag myself away from everything that I was holding onto because that was the safe thing that I knew. And when I slowly started getting away from that, I, I was on Centrelink at the time and I was this close to going on actual, like the quote unquote disability payments because of my mental health. And then I was like, I don't want to be one of those people that I feel like I could get better and I don't want to be on disability payments. And I don't like the stigma that comes with that. And then also the money that comes with that and this and that it's going to be a whole thing. Fuck that. And that was a big sort of chip on my shoulder and I wasn't working. I wasn't doing anything because I was just like, I can't do it. And I was on Centrelink and that was like 600 bucks a week or a fortnight. No, 600 a fortnight. And I was just, just bumming around doing that. I had a lot of time on my hands. My gym sessions were four hours. Three hours of those were spent panicking. <laughs> Three hours of those was me getting ready to go to the gym. It was me sitting in my car crying. It was me in my bed being like, nah, fuck this. I'm not getting up. I'm not doing it. It was three hours of me talking myself out of it. And then eventually it just got so much. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go and get it done. And then I can come back and do whatever. Went to the car, cried. Went to the bathroom, cried. No matter what I was doing, it was just like, this is too much. I just can't keep doing this. But I just kept doing it every single day. And at that point in time, me at my absolute lowest, that was what I needed. I needed the gym every single day to be able to have something to hold on to. When I started feeling better, I was like, oh, maybe I'll take Sundays off. Cool. Then eventually it was like, oh, I'll take Thursday off. And then it just became, I'm at the gym five days a week. And it's like, oh yeah, five days a week. That's, that's the ideal thing that you want to be doing. Yeah, sweet. Go for five. And then because my workouts were very intense back then, it was like, oh, I need another day. Maybe I'll just do four. And then I started changing things and adapting things. And I was like, oh, this is now a bit too much. Maybe I'll dial it back a little bit. It was just a starting step. It was just a first thing that I did. That was what I needed to do to get out of it. And I knew that I wanted to change. So I just forced myself to do something that was different because I knew staying the same and doing the same things that I was doing was not going to change my life. And it was ultimately just going to lead for me to not be here anymore. So I was like, cool, this is what I have to do to change. And I felt under pressure every single fucking day. Ooh, crack my jaw. Felt under pressure every single day. And I hated it. But eventually we got better. And that's what we do. When your brain sparks things for you, it's trying to predict the future based on the past. And if you're doing something that is very different to what you've done in the past, yes, it's going to be incredibly difficult to predict the future. You're not going to know the outcome. You're not going to know if you add more calories. Hey, is this going to lead to weight loss? Is it going to lead to weight gain? Am I going to feel better? What about this? What if it leads to? We don't fucking know. A lot of clients I have, they go, I ate more calories and I lost weight. I can't predict this thing anymore. No, because you wanted to guarantee weight loss last time. So you over-restricted and under-ate like all oh, fuck. And we can guarantee that. If you under-eat and basically starve yourself, pretty much guaranteed you're going to lose weight on a daily basis. But when it comes up of living healthy, creating a life you actually want to be living and keeping weight off and just being alive and experiencing life instead of just fucking existing and letting it go by and being like, man, how did this happen? Yeah, we sort of know why. Um, if we were in control of that. So challenge your belief systems. Your brain is just trying to run a pattern recognition software. That's all it's doing. 
It just wants you to be aware of the things that you've done in the past. It's trying to protect you. And it's going to show you all of these scary images and things that you've done in the past and bad experiences and some trauma and all these things that have happened so that you don't do something that could potentially lead to that. And when something comes in that it's going to be slightly uncomfortable or you don't know what the outcome is going to be, boom, anxiety, because it's just going to spark everything that you've gone through in the past. But that is not you. That is not the brain that we want. That is not the thought pattern that we want. It is not the belief systems that we want. We're going to have to challenge it. Why do I believe that? Why do I believe that I have to do these things? Why do I believe that I should be doing these things? Where did it come from? Do I have a sense as to why I feel this? Ask the questions, get deep with yourself, be vulnerable with yourself, and I can guarantee you, you will have an answer and you will know exactly where it comes from and what your root cause issue is. Instead of just focusing on losing weight, you will now have the questions to be able to say, oh, I know where my big issue is and what to focus on. It's actually not the weight. The big thing is actually perfectionism or this, that. Ooh, whatever it's going to be. So yeah, your brain just wants to protect you. Give it some credit. It's gotten you this far, but your brain has gotten you to survive. It hasn't gotten you to thrive. So if it's actually going to be something that enhances your life, if it's going to be something that brings you positivity, then you have to stop letting it focus on the negativity and being like, hey, this could be a negative thing. Back away from it. It's like, yeah, but what if it what if it works out? What if it's the best thing in the world? What if I do it and this and that and it all just is the thing that I needed to become myself again? Who knows? But that is it for this podcast. I have to jump on a client call. Um, I hope this made sense. I hope you enjoyed reading or hearing the fucking the audio book version, I guess, of the first 400 words of chapter one, which is technically chapter four, but it's chapter one of the one where you actually start getting coached by me. Um, so yeah, if you do want to support the book, it's $11 a month. All of that goes towards editing, uh, writing software and publishing and printing when eventually we do get to that point. Plus you get access to all of the early first drafts of it. That would be awesome if you want to support me. Again, I don't take any personal income off that or any profits purely just to help the book get out. Um, if you want to be heard or ask your questions for community questions, get into the Discord community or just DM me. DM myself or Laura and just be like, hey, question, would you mind answering this on the podcast with Travis or just by yourself? We can totally run through that. If you enjoyed this one, rate, review, subscribe, do all the shit, follow, I don't know, share it on your Instagram stories. Sharing and free engagement and things that would take you 10 seconds, they can change someone else's life and they can help build our business. And it takes you 10 seconds and it's free. And if you have been sitting here for 43 minutes now and have gotten heaps of value out of this, I would appreciate it if you could take that 10 seconds just to share it or do something to, to help us out. Because obviously we make no money from the podcast. We just want to be able to help spread the message and coach some people out there. So yeah, have an amazing day and see you in the next one.